Last time, the party grouped together with Wool and Gobi to plan their assault on the goblin mining operation. While Grana and Gobi spied on the goblins, Koromith and Yevan recruited bullywugs to their fight, winning over the crowd. Grana told them about what was happening at the settlement, including the arrival of an orc who mentioned Dask Sharpflare. The next day, Koromith trained up the bullywugs, including Grandpa Gag, Millhouse, Beck, and Mog, among others. So Gag is tight. Like, Grandpa Gag is the dude. Sorry, mm-hmm. just saying. Grandpa Gag. The Dryad arrived to help them, and they decided to attack at night between shift changes. They were able to easily overtake the blacksmith and his worker, which allowed more of the bullywogs to be outfitted for the fight. Uh, Gobi, Grana, Koromith, the Dryad, and Yevan split up with five bullywogs each to attack the barracks or block the road. Koromith and his eccentric band were able to take out a barrack easily, while Grana ran into a full party of goblins. She defeated them and was able to get out with two bullywogs still by her side. Uh, Yevan tricked the goblins in his barrack into thinking that they had already been beaten and tied them up. That's where we are now. Me, jumping back to where yours has ended, you walk outside uh, and see Grana and uh, Yevan, and you stick out a thumbs up to them. I barely stick up my own two thumbs. <laughs> I'm looking real scruffy. <laughs> yeah, the holy ones uh, to your side just sort of like do side thumbs. <laughs> I uh, I give a thumbs up and then beckon for everyone to, to come over. Okay. Gobi runs over to you and says, I'm going to head off to cut off the roadside. Uh, and he heads out with his group of five, which I've now realized means that y'all don't get to hang out with Mad Globally, but whatever. Well, he's got a name, so. Uh, which one of <laughs> my which one of my bullywugs is the most hurt? And and I assume I know this because like I, I assume they're they're probably yeah. like Yeah. Mulk is probably most hurt out of yours. Mulk, okay. Um, and and Even's got a bunch of dudes tied up right now. Yes. Correct. Yeah, those goblins okay. aren't dead. All right. Mulk, why don't you take those back to camp? We can restrain them better back there. You're in no you're in no uh, condition to fight anymore. Cormith, before uh, uh, before Mulk takes them back, we should try and extract some information from them. Get uh, leader and and position and critical points in camp. That's a good idea. I like that idea. Even good work on tying them up. I don't know how you managed it. I mean, we've all got some rope. He's not a fighter. That <laughs> this is true. That's true. So we tied them up. I'd like to try and like interrogate one of the goblins and try and get a couple pieces of information. I want to know like who the who the like leaders are of this and I want to know like important sites in the camp. Okay. Um so I'll explain up front there is going to be one shift captain who uh essentially this is going to be they're going to be rolling against you. We're not going to roll initiative, but sort of once per like turn or question, uh he can uh, pressure his subordinates to have essentially to get advantage. Okay, to get advantage. Five, yeah, because I'm going to be rolling five different dice for you to interrogate them with. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, then in that case, I'm going to uh, start asking them who the leader is uh, and just see if I can get any information without having to threaten them first. Okay, um, roll a persuasion check. Persuasion. That's an 18. God damn, dude. Nice roll. I have a plus um, five, so. Okay. Good work. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> man, a five way, a, a six way encounter like this is, is quite interesting. You ask who their leader is, and uh, one of them. Uh, begins to answer you immediately, but two of them crit, uh, so they uh, sort of like beat their heads into them, uh, and uh, you can't really make out their answer. 
okay. Let's see. So I want to use deception, but it's going to be a threat. So I don't know if it's going to be like intimidation or or uh, what. Tell me what you say and I'll decide. Okay. So I want to say, tell me who your leader is or I'll cut your head off. Knowing full well that I probably will not cut. That's going to be intimidation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. You're I guess. Then. I, yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, okay, I oh, guess that is a threat. I got a natural 20. Nice. Oh, shit. Dog, um, one of those tonight. So you uh, say you'll cut their head off. Um, you see the two that uh, were sort of beating the other one with their heads, uh, like, s- sort of stop, and they, like, crunch up their necks a little bit. And the one that was getting beat up <laughs> says, Our leader is Isbit. Isbit, you say. And where can I find Isbit? In Isbit's Hall. And where can I find Isbit's Hall? We've heard of Isbit. This name, I know this name. Yeah. Yeah, we were told Isbit's name last session. I don't remember who said it. <clears throat> the Orc. Oh, yeah. Thank the you. Orc said it. <laughs> uh, what, am I, what, am I, what am I using? Is it intimidation again? Uh, you can use intimidation or persuasion. Okay, well, I don't think it matters too much unless any of them crit. So if I use persuasion, it's a 24. Uh, yeah, no, uh, they are, the highest roll any of them got was a 13, which, um, goblins have a minus one to charisma, so they do not win. Nice. Um, (laughs) half of your score. So they, another one pipes up and goes, Isbit lives up at the top of the tree. He oversees everything. Uh, and that, that goblin um, sort of like gestures up uh, and you uh, through the through the window and uh, you see that there is uh, at the very top of this tree a big old building that looks a little bit more ornate and stately than uh, these other ones that are a little bit more ramshackle. Okay. And uh, if I were to say attempt to cut off Isbit's head... After cutting off yours, how would I best do that? Is there anything I should know about Isbit? Roll an intimidation check. Tell me all your secrets. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a that's a nine. You hear them go. We can't let our leader die. Go ahead and roll a just roll a d twenty. I got an I got a five. A five. Okay, these goblins break out of their uh binding oh shit well let's go ahead and roll initiative uh 16 i got a nap 20 i got a six <laughs> okay Brown, you're up first um i'm gonna cast entangle first to try to restrain them again <laughs> so they can't escape as quickly uh they have uh, to be 11th on strength the highest one rolled a 10 minus one a nine. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Nice, so they're all <laughs> entangled. So all of these goblins are now entangled. Uh, <laughs> and it is uh, the first Bullywog's turn, who is going to try to... Uh, this is Geg. Grandpa Geg's going to take out some rope and try and tie up this first uh, first goblin. And roll a crit! <laughs> Dude, Grandpa yes. Geg is tight as shit. <laughs> shit. Love Gag. Grandpa Geg. Uh, Grandpa Gag ties up two of these goblins. No fucking problem. Jesus, all right. So, I'm gonna mark so they're so they're double restrained. <laughs> they're twice as restrained. <laughs> Next one's gonna roll. Gets a twelve. Is able to tie up. The Bullywogs also got a twenty for their initiative. Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. There are two goblins that are uh, not back in rope and it is Cormeet's turn. Alright, um, so the spell that got cast on my sword, I have a movement with the with uh, Morning Cutter equipped. I have a movement speed of 40, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. So if I run to get in between them and the tree, like, is that my entire action? Uh, that's just your movement. Um, okay. You still have an action, but, you know, so I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm going to move in between them uh, and the mother tree, and I am going to grapple one of them. I thought we were indoors, aren't we inside uh, the bear? Yeah, 
I, my narrative had you indoors, so you are, uh, I'm going to say Corvus blocking the door. Um, these goblins are already entangled in a bunch of vines, so grappling them wouldn't really change their status. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Then I'm just going to move to tie, uh, the one up. The, okay, the, go ahead and make a, a strength contest. Okay, well, that's never worked for me in the past, so 22. Yeah, it has. Uh, yeah, you, grappled, that... uh, you grappled the dragon shield in, in like, our um, first uh, Oh, it's mostly, athle- it's mostly athletics that fails me, because that's my highest bonus. <laughs> right. Of course. Okay, yeah, you're able to tie up that goblin. Uh, it rolled, uh, it got a, a, a 16, so it's good that Ooh. you rolled well. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's it. That would have been all real right. embarrassing if you, like, lost <laughs> to a goblin. The last goblin gets out of the entanglement uh, and is going to uh, disengage, and they're going to be able to move half of their speed, so they get 15 feet away. Okay. And then that's, uh, I mean, that's even. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah, um, it was cool. just like so I'm going to kill one of the goblins if I can. Oh, oh kill okay. One? Okay. Uh, one of them ran 15 feet towards the door. The rest are tied up. Cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use vicious mockery on the one that ran towards the door. Okay. And I'm gonna expend a point of bardic inspiration to use psychic blades, which does an extra two d six of psychic damage. So that's a total of eleven damage. Tell me what you say. Uh, I think I'm gonna say something along the lines of um, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the cut of your jib, buddy. <laughs> well, I guess you, it's only six damage. You aren't, you aren't worth Isbit's shit, and I've seen prettier shades of vomit. Uh, okay, you say this to this goblin. Uh, this goblin has reached the door, and it's like turning to like say something mean to y'all and be like, sound the alarm. Uh, and you say that. Uh, to the goblin and he just like stops and blood pours out of his nose and ears and he dies. Ah. Someone told me he didn't have too many hit points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they all have seven total. So <laughs> so then uh, so then I'm going to turn to uh, the remaining goblins and say, if you don't give me the information I'm asking for peacefully, you'll all end up like him. Okay, go ahead and roll uh, Intimidation with Advantage. Ooh, that was good. I got in that 20. Hell yeah. <laughs> Number two. Damn. Jesus fucking What's that, Christ. Three? Uh, no, only two today, but... Cool. Yeah, they all look at each other. Uh, the one that you killed was their uh, sort of like squad leader. So they all start talking at once at first, and then um, <laughs> eventually they quiet down to just one who says, Is bit is a respected goblin in the six chieftains. We would be equated with those damn kobolds if not for Isbit's fine leadership. He is tough and brave and his skin is very thick. Interesting. Well, I can assure you he's no match for us. <laughs> no, just like that. All right, so... I, I can... May I ask yeah, something? Sure. Please tell us, how can we evacuate all of you? If we cut off Isbet's head, will the rest of you leave? Roll an insight check. Um, 15 plus 3, 18. Uh, I'm going to make it obvious because uh, that'll be easier on my voice. Uh, but you hear a subtle difference in this goblin's voice as it speaks uh you see that the other goblins sort of like stare into the horizon with just these blank gazes this one says the the stone fist cannot so easily be beheaded where one was one can be replaced until the body is dead uh and you see uh since that was a real good roll you see that each of these goblins has like a one of those stone fist chains that uh, you saw back in uh, Goresby, uh, and they're all glowing a faint red. What are these necklaces? Are they just decoration, or is there something more to them? In their normal voice, they say, this is the sign of the stone fist. We carry it with it, and it keeps us... Uh, and he, he looks at the uh, dead goblin over to the side. Safe. <laughs> 
Damn. Um, so from a, a like mechanical point of view, these are essentially like how these goblins are being kept track of. So like, it's not like uh, Isbit has a huge light board up uh, in his room that shows when goblins die, but like the the stone fist keeps track of their numbers using these. Hmm. So if the <laughs> goblin that wears it dies, then it just deactivates. I want to like stab one with my dagger to see if there's any effect. The, the goblin or the necklace? The necklace. Okay. I want to like try to shatter it. <laughs> oh, wow. I, um, I've seen the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and try to break it. Uh, roll an arcana check. Uh, 19 plus 4. 23. You take this necklace off and you smash it on the ground um, and you feel it let off this sort of magical energy. Go ahead and roll a, a wisdom saving throw. Oh no, eight plus three, 11. Okay, you can't tell uh, if anything happens. Huh, okay. Did that affect Koramith or even at all? No. Well, that's not helpful. Okay. Uh, so you've got four living goblins who are tied up. You know that Gobi is blocking off the road it's probably about 12.30 or 12.45 at this point. Thoughts, boys? Should we just kill them all? I don't know if there's any more we can learn from them. Since the necklaces seem to have affected them when we asked if cutting off the head of their leader would do anything... Uh, I'm not sure and... if you would have necessarily noticed that even unless you want to roll a separate uh, oh, inside check your then I will. Then I will... Uh take that back and restructure. Um, I, I, I will tell you that these necklaces seem to be a way of tracking Stonefist members, but I don't know that they have any effect on the goblins themselves. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, we've already you, killed quite you a could few try, You could try shattering one too and see if you notice anything. <laughs> I mean, we have them all restrained right here. I, uh, I guess that's not a terrible idea. Can I was okay. So now that I now that I have this, I want to do two things. I want to roll an investigation check to see if I notice anything about the necklaces that's out of the ordinary. Uh, okay, go ahead. That's a sixteen. Uh, you don't notice anything really out of the ordinary about these necklaces. They they are identical, but there doesn't appear to be anything else particularly special about them. Okay, then uh, I'll just try and break one and see what happens. Okay, roll an arcana check. Um, that was an 18 plus 3 is a 21. You go to smash it and you feel this magical resistance and it just springs back and does not break. Interesting. Uh, okay, well, that that's that's rather strange. Uh, Grana, I just watched you break one, but I, I can't seem to hit this one. Hmm. Uh, somebody roll me just a, a straight up and down uh, d20. Two. Two? Okay. Uh, the goblin whose necklace you broke suddenly just, like, deflates uh, and is dead. Hmm. Uh, the one that Grana's necklace took. Goblins. Huh. Okay, so we have three live goblins. Mm-hmm. One not wearing uh, his necklace. And that's even... even uh, the one that's... Uh, yes. Interesting. We are not killing these prisoners. Crazy. They must finish their crimes. Sounds reasonable to me. I'm amenable to uh, having some of the uh, less well-off bullywogs take them back to uh, to camp and and uh, let them uh, be responsible for what they've done to uh, the land here. Grana, do you know how dishonorable it is to kill an unarmed prisoner? I'm shocked to hear this out of you. What? I thought highly of you. I guess I was wrong. Cormeth, I'm sorry. But we are here to protect the mother tree. And these goblins have not been fair. We're here to save the mother tree, not act like savages. We can send these ones back. Absolutely. We can send the bullywugs with them. Okay. So the there are five hurt bullywugs. So they're going to take these three. Uh, three of them will hold on to them. And one will go in the front. One will go in the rear. Uh, they're just going to roll a pretty easy stealth check to get out of there. They have advantage. Uh, and they go off into the bog without a problem. 
You see uh, two Grandpa Gag walks up to Cormeth uh, and says, Now I'm not feeling my uh, my tops, but I'm sticking with you. And uh, he drinks uh, a shot of whiskey and gains two health points. Hell yeah! <laughs> Gag, you've impressed me. I need you to keep this up. <laughs> I think Gag's gotten six 20s over like two episodes. We're gonna get way too attached to Grandpa Gag. <laughs> yeah. You are. I'm too attached to Grandpa Gang. Uh, master. Okay, so the injured Bullywugs have headed off to town. Uh, Grandpa Gag's whiskey uh, has brought him nearly to full health. And uh, so you've got the two main buildings. There are four barracks that you see that haven't been touched. I'm going to say that the Dryad ran into folks in the, like, training field out there. You've got the two, and then you've got two that are in the tree, two buildings that are in the tree. Two at the bottom, two in, four barracks. All right. Well, crew, what should our uh, sort of strategic approach be now? We we have a pretty good sense of where their leader is going to be at the top of the tree. I guess we sort of have two approaches. We could go try and fight the leader now or try to wipe out all of the reinforcements down here and then tackle their leader? I don't know what's the best course of action. I think we should go for Isbet right away. Maybe we could find something in Isbet's office or something that would help drive the goblins away. Maybe, uh, I don't know, like a horn. I know the goblins up. aren't very helpful on that front, but... Uh, roll up. Perception. Perception. 16 plus 1. Okay. Uh, you look out at this uh, mother tree. You looked into the building on the left before, but you see that there's a path leading out of the building on the right that goes up the tree. And it appears that that's the only way up is to go through this building on the right, up through the other building, and then to Isbit's hall. Could we go investigate the like the opening at the bottom of the tree that's like guarded by a big boulder? I want to see if there's like a crevice we could sneak through or something. You would have to go outside to do that. So if you want to do that, you'll have to roll a stealth check. You and whoever else decides to join you. What do you think, guys? What do you think is the best way to go? I say we try to find a way up through that hole where that boulder is. If we, Um, that's that's a closer option, but we could go up the tree and that'll be maybe a bit harder to do. Cormith, roll an insight check. All right. Uh, so yes, a 16 plus minus one, 15. 15? Okay. That still suffices. Carmeth, you look out at this uh, this entryway that appears to be blocked by some kind of boulder. You recognize this from your visions. That is the path to where Promise was holding up the inside of the tree. All right. If we take this path, then I think, I don't know. I just remember Promise telling me, where I stand, demons cannot walk. So maybe it would be safer to take that path. Maybe you're right. I say we give it a shot then. I like it. Well, no matter where we have to go, we will have to make stealth checks. So <laughs> I like the shortest path traveled. Sounds best to me. So you have the three of you, the Dryad, eight regular Bullywogs, Millhouse, and Grandpa Gag. Dude, my squad is looking good. Yeah. All right. Good squad. Uh, do you want to bring everyone? Um, we sent the, we sent the ones who are doing the worst away, right? Yes. Then, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to motion for everyone. Like, like, come on. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll stealth checks. Gag rolled 19 just right off the bat. God damn it. Um, I am, oh, I'm at disadvantage, so five. I also got a five. I got a nine. (laughs) I'm astounded. I clunk just slightly less loud. My two rolls were eight and three, so I would have either been ten or five. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'm going to roll the goblin perception check. Critical failure, critical failure, critical failure. You all start sneaking towards the boulder, and you you start to clank around a whole bunch. Uh, you know, you're sort of bumping into each other. Uh, it's a little bit darker here between the buildings as you approach this part of the tree. You know, they, they clearly have given up on, on that part of the mine. Uh, and as you are approaching, you make a sound uh, and you begin to crash and fall over. But uh, just as you are about to 
Gag and Millhouse are going to give you advantage. Uh, and one of the other Bullywogs roll really well, too. So uh, go ahead and roll one more time. <laughs> okay. Well, that Eleven. time I got an, I got an 18. 11. Uh, Millhouse catches you uh, even, but Grana and Coromis manage to uh, sort of bash together and create a loud metallic sound. Ah, uh, good. And you see a bunch of lights start to turn on. Um, and a couple heartbeats later, you hear... Game on. The sirens begin to go off. There's only my uh, time. <laughs> I am going yep. to roll for all the buildings to see how many people come out of each. Not people, goblins. Okay, and somebody give me a straight up and down uh, d20. Five. Uh well, luckily the extra roll you got for that did not add very much to your total. All right. <laughs> you see dozens of goblins just start pouring out of these barracks and these these buildings. And there's a, a moment where there's a bit of confusion, but then they, they do spot you and start running towards you. Go ahead and roll initiative, and then we will decide what kind of initiative this is going to be. All right. <laughs> Seven. Four. I got another nat 20, plus two is 22. Oh, God. Yeah, so DMX is on his third nat 20. <laughs> okay, you have, I'm going to say, about 100 feet between uh, you all and the nearest goblins. Um, so the goblins are going to start running towards you. Even you are up first. There's also about 45 feet between you and this boulder still. Okay, so I guess, do I see anybody? Uh, yeah, dozens and dozens of goblins. Dozens and dozens of goblins, I see. Um, then I'm going to try to... I'm going to use my full movement. I'm gonna, I guess I'll get within 15 feet because my movement speed is 30. And then... Uh, if, you, if you want to dash, you can make it all the way there, but that'll be your... Uh, that'll be your action too. Yeah, I don't know what I would do once I got there. Can I, so since I'm like 15 feet away now, can I make like an investigation check to see what's up with this boulder? Like, is it movable? Is it just in the way? Like, sure. Go ahead I, and roll and get behind it. Insight. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm really good at that. So I got a 25. Nice. Um, this way looks pretty damn blocked. This is on closer inspection, not a boulder, even though it looks like it. It is actually. It's as if this tree has covered up that hole and then petrified itself into uh, sort of a stone-like substance so that this door is blocked. Uh, it's it, healing itself. Yeah, it does not appear to be a very viable entrance. Okay, then uh, I'm going to call that out to um, everyone around me and say, the boulder doesn't look like it's... It's not a boulder. We can't move it. We can't get in this way. We have to get to higher ground to take the advantage in this fight. Uh, roll the roll a nature check real quick. Uh, what check? Nature. Nature. That's not going to be very good. That's a ten. Ten. Oh, tree. <laughs> oh, God damn. <laughs> a tree. <laughs> okay. Then I'm going to, I guess, also just shoot at a goblin. Uh, goblins are about 100 feet away. Do you have something with uh, 120 feet of range? Uh, I'm sorry, you're 30 feet. You're 130 feet away. I'm 130 feet away. All right, then. Uh, yeah, then I'm just going to hang out. I don't have anything else <laughs> I can do. Chill, crack um, a brewski, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I think I'm just going to chill over here for a little bit. Since you didn't actually have an action, you just, like, investigated and stuff, you could use your action to start dashing in some other direction. Okay. Um, if you'll let me do that, then I will start dashing towards the, like, the path up the tree. Okay. Um, I will say as well that some of the goblins did come from there, so you are running towards some of the goblins. I am. Um, yep. That's uh, understandable. <laughs> in fact, uh, most of the goblins. There is Most of the goblins. There are two goblins in the other direction that doesn't have the path on it. Hmm. Well, you know, I said I'd move, so I guess I'll move. It's only 30 right. feet, and they're 130 feet away from me, so they can't make it to me in one turn. 
the Bullywogs look at the three of you and say, what do you want us to do? I'm a long way away now. <laughs> <laughs> Fight. Um, yeah. So is that to both Grana and I, or is that to just Grana, just me? I, uh... Uh, to both of you. I mean, you have like, you have a lot of Bullywogs. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go, Millhouse, gags on Grana. And then I'm going to turn to run towards Yvonne. It is now the goblins' turn. Well, let's see. Uh, and and the rest of the the rest of the bullywugs are going to start running in. They are not fast. Bullywugs can only run twenty feet at a time. <laughs> so they are going to get eighty feet away, which is not close enough for them to use their weapons. All right. Uh, and now we are on the goblins. The goblins do have a range of 320 feet, so all of you are in danger. What the fuck? How is that um, possible? They have really nice bows. So, there are 15 of you, so I'm going to divide okay. these up as evenly as I can. Okay, first one's going to go towards Bullywog A, who is go towards Grandpa Gag, who uh, dodges both. Third one goes to Gag as well. Uh, one of them hits Gag. Oh, no. And does six damage. Um, Gag's looking pretty rough. Well, Gag's going down. <laughs> Another one hits Millhouse. Uh, two hit Millhouse, in fact, for a total of four damage. Oh, well. All right. Two are going to go to the next Bullywog and miss. Uh, one Bullywog gets hit one time, three damage. One gets hit by an arrow and then gets crit on by an arrow well. uh, and just fully dies. Um, you see one one of your bullywugs goes down. Fourteen. You see two more hit into another, uh, fully goes down. Thirteen. Uh, one gets hit by one for three damage. Uh, another one gets hit by one for five damage. Uh, one gets hit by one for two damage. Not bad. One gets crit on oh. for six damage. The Dryad gets hit for three damage. Grana, uh, what's your AC, Grana? 17. Okay, uh, neither of them hit you. Uh, Koromith, what's yours? 18. Okay, you get hit by one for five damage. And then, uh, even what's your AC? It's 16. Okay, you get hit by one for uh, four damage. Thus ends the many, many, many goblin turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cormies. Um, Okay, so uh, where are most of these arrows coming from? Like, is there? Because he said that most of the goblins are coming down the the tree. Uh, the they are coming, coming down the tree. Uh, they're coming out of the barracks, the right side building, and yeah. then there's yeah. three who are coming from behind you on the left side building. Okay, I thought they were coming. Okay, I thought they were coming down the the thing on the tree mostly. Uh, so even even was moving towards that building on the right side then. Yes. Okay. And he is how far away from me, roughly? Um, He's 30 feet away. Okay. So I'm going to run, or uh, I'm going to use my movement and get in Why front of him, or at least get what? between him and a majority. I have a quick question. Why am I only 30 feet away? From Karmi? Because uh, yeah. you ran towards the tree and then uh, at an angle back towards the right building. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So you essentially did 30 feet down and 30 feet diagonal back in the similar direction. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Thanks. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to run and get in between uh, the biggest group I can see on my way and Yvonne. Okay. Because he's taking a hit. Does that give me anywhere uh, within melee range or is it still ranged at this point? Um. Right. They all moved. Um. Let me check the goblin speed. Uh, so they can move 30 feet. So... Uh, they are 70 feet away from where Grana is, and they're 40 feet away from where you and Yeevan are. So, okay, ooh. Um, Dozens of them. Yep. Uh, so, I'm gonna take a fucking stab in the dark, because um, there are dozens of them, and the way that last turn ran, it's not looking so great for us. Is there, like, okay, what's the what's the nether realm here? Like, does that have a particular name, or, like, can, can we just call it hell, or, yeah, I, I don't know. There are many, many uh, nether worlds. There is the, the, the nine hells. Um, that's where a lot of bad folks go when they die. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run, and, like, these guys are, like, still too far away from me. And I'm going to use, like, I'm going to go into a rage. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and use that. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm just gonna yell as loud as I can. I'm about to send you all to the ninth level of hell. And I'm going for intimidation on that. I wanted, I want to, I want to go for a disadvantage on the throws. Make that check uh, with disadvantage. Okay, sure. Seven. You run a little bit forward, still sort of blocking Yeven, and you uh, fill up your lungs uh, with this huge yell, um, and yell out that you are going to send these goblins to the ninth hell. Uh, and this army stops for a moment because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> oh, sweet. Okay, cool. I'll take it. Hell yeah. They rolled a four. Minus <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, and I had a five plus two, so. <laughs> you are the luckiest bastard in the world. And I'm going to say this. I'm not going to stay like this forever. Um, but you have, um, you've given yourself a little bit of a moment. Uh, sweet. Roll me a nature check. Oh, shit. I was getting ready to they're not going to take their next. <laughs> so they're not going to take their next attack, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, nature check. Let's see. I'm going to use the orange die. Nature check. We get a nat twenty. <coughs> Hell yeah. Oh shit, Carmi, you yell this out, and you have this wild magic, uh, and you you sort oh, of I feel. Oh, I to roll for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well. We won't retcon that, that's fine. Um, you feel this sort of spark light up and you can sense that in spite of everything, Promise is still in that tree. Oh, uh, hell yes. You feel a third connection on this uh, and you look at the dryad uh, and she looks at you uh, and you with a fucking nat 20 know that she can't offer it, but she can open that door for you. Oh, hell yeah. All right. You lucky ass bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yes. You just got lucky twice, my only in, one, <laughs> twice <laughs> in one fucking round. Goddamn. Hell yeah. I was starting to plan my next set of party members and like oh. what to do. I was, yep. <laughs> uh, you do still have to get there though. Um, but these, sure. uh, you, you've offered yourself a, a moment. Um, what do you want to do with this information? Um, okay, uh, so I, I just like feel this, like, it, like it's just like I, I, yeah, it's just like an internal thing. I can totally feel this. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, and where's the dryad on this map? She's like thirty or forty feet behind you. Okay, she's my uh, yeah. grana. Okay, perfect. Because because what I want to do is yell to grana, ask the dryad for help. She can do it. And that's it. That's, what specifically? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I kind of fucked that one up, didn't I? Well, I said that was my turn, so. Uh, I mean, like. <laughs> okay. Um, Fits the character, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to do what I've been yearning to do this whole time is cast Moonbeam. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. And the, the range is 120 feet, so. I'll just like beam it right at like the front line of the goblins, like the closest yeah, ones. ones. Yeah. Sure. Uh, they do they have to do a save? Uh, yeah. They have to beat Constitution 11. Okay. On a failed save takes 2d10. They collectively saved. Well. What? For an 11? An 11 is like basically a 50-50 chance. I know. It's a low one. Okay. Well then. After seeing, oh, okay. Well, on a on a successful one, they still they still take half as much damage on a successful one. Oh, so, okay, I still get to roll a two d ten plus five. So there's nine total. Half of that would be five. five. Mm -hmm. How wide did you say this was? It is five foot radius. Okay, four and forty feet high. Uh, well, the goblins aren't stacked on top of you, so they set on a floor. Oh, since <laughs> I know, I thought Why they can't came... they attack you in pyramid form. They came in a tube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a barrel of goblins. <laughs> yeah, yo, gob tube. <laughs> tube. Yeah. Okay, so that's gonna be like four goblins that you can hit. Okay, and then I guess I'm also running after Cormeth and even. And I hear Cormeth yell to ask the Dryad for help, so I'm gonna say, help us, help us with the tree. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it is the Dryad's turn now, so that's fun timing. That's good. Hell yes! Um, All right. The Dryad's eyes uh, glow a moment, 
and you see this tree like rustle slightly uh, and a, a couple of those dewdrops drop down to the, the ground. You hear this sort of like loud rumble as a small opening appears uh, beside this boulder of petrified stone uh, where you could you could uh, all get in. Hell yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, even that's your turn. Okay. Um, so did I see the tree open yeah, it up? Yeah, it was a huge, it was a, uh, it was a big deal. It was a big old, th- it was a big old thing. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to take a full ass dash. Okay. Um, you're 45 feet away, so uh, you dash and go inside. I'm not going to tell you about the inside until you all get there since you always seem to be the first person stepping into rooms. <laughs> uh, that's going to be the Bullywugs who are going to take a dash to get to the tree as well. With their dash, they can get exactly two. Into the tree? Or just exactly to the tree? Well, they're, we'll say that they're over the threshold, but they're not like deep within the depths. Okay, gotcha. And then it's the Goblins' turn who are essentially going to roll with disadvantage Okay. a hundred million times again. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, if y'all would have just been stealthy. <laughs> we couldn't, okay? <laughs> oh okay, Jeff. first one misses. Second one misses. Should be glad that they had disadvantage. Third one misses misses um one of them does manage to hit is going to shoot at uh one of your bullywogs but only does two damage okay okay that's something next one is going to hit Cormeth. uh that one is seven damage all right so i'm not looking great next one misses next one misses next one would have missed anyway (laughs) misses next one misses Wow, like seriously, all of these are like high teens paired with like five to seven. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, another one hits and is going to go after Yeven. That's six damage. Ooh, I'm inside the tree already. Oh, that's right, you are. Okay, Grana, sorry. That's okay. Next one misses. 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 Next oh, one misses. Uh, Could have gotten a crit there. I got a four. There had Next to have been a simpler way to do this. <laughs> Probably. That one got a 19 and a one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. I should have taken half damage. I'm at a rage. Right? It's half damage. So, yeah. four? That's true. Four. Okay. So, I'll add three back. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> we made it. Karami. All right. I'm going to go ahead and roll for Wild Surge um, and make my way to the doorway. I rolled an eight. A beam of brilliant light lances out from your chest in a five-foot-wide, six-foot-long line. Each creature in the line must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 2d8 radiant damage and be blinded until the start of your next turn. Is there anybody even in there? Jesus. Um, You said you rolled Wild Surge and then you were going to run, so you're probably still facing this army, yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah, that is exactly what I said. Uh, how long is the how long is the beam? Uh, Sixty foot long. Okay, uh, yeah, they're getting they're getting pretty close to you. So, roll a d twelve, and that's how many you hit. Okay, two. Okay, you hit two. And that's two d eight radiant damage. So okay. eight. Eight total. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, you blast through uh, two and singe a couple arm hairs off of uh, the ones beside them. <laughs> All right. Nice. And I'm going to run. I'm just going to use my movement to get to the tree. All right. You're five feet away. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Grana. Okay. Um, I'm just going to use a full dash action, I think, to get to the tree. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a, little, you're a little short, dude. So. Yeah. I've got 25. 20? 25. <laughs> yeah. Walking yep. speed. Yeah. So how far do I get with a dash action? You can get twice your regular speed. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, I want to say my moonbeam is a one minute concentration, so I don't know if they're still going to take damage if they're moving into the beam. They they would, but they have, they've been moving forward. Uh, they've been continuing towards you, running towards you. So the moonbeam that you placed is on a center and it's behind them now. Um, moonbeam's more helpful when you're not in an enormous, gigantic area. 
Sure. You know? All right. Yeah. I'm just dashing. I'm trying to get in the um, tree. Okay. And then it is the dryad's turn. The dryad is going to use tree stride and she's going to jump into the tree, grab Cormith, push him in, grab him rather, and then go back into the tree, which brings you uh, into this space. As you two enter, her eyes glow again, and she turns towards a big piece of wood, uh, and she's going to roll to try and close it, uh, and it slams shut. All right. I've successfully broken all of my plans. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Ooh, all right. I mean, you're, you're inside a, a, a tree, so for a moment, it is dark, and then you hear this deep voice speak a word that none of you recognize, and uh, a light forms. Uh, and and Koromit, you look up and you see you see Promis, uh, this time in the in the flesh, although not quite, because when you saw Promis was uh, go into this tree, that was a vision from uh, a long time ago. Promis yeah. is not been part of the world for a long time uh you see that as this tree has grown he has grown into the tree as you as you saw when you spoke to him uh the most recent time but uh this tree has gotten even larger since then and he is uh he's just gigantic but you see that uh he's hunched almost in half with the weight of the tree uh that is dying uh bearing down on him Christ. That's a good question me too was the word that Promis spoke in Celestial? Uh, Cormith, go ahead and, and roll a, an intelligence check. Uh, it's just going to be like a 10. All right. Uh, oh, uh, uh, wait, uh, D20, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I got, I got. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, DC, not dice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pass it. Let's see. That's going to be a four. You know that it's like giant-ish, at least in, it's like, Lingually related, although Cormis might not have that exact phrase in his head, um, <laughs> but you you don't quite know uh, the damn word. Damn it! All right. Ah, oh, damn it! All right. Okay. Shit. I'll see. Uh, use it to my advantage later. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, I know. Promis uh, looks at you and says, "It has been a long time since I have had visitors." Promis. How are you, Cormis? I could use your help. Mm. What is it? We're outflanked and outnumbered, but we have to save the tree. You told me to save the tree, so it must be done. How can we do it, Promis? He he nods. Uh, he's speaking more slowly than he has in the past. Um, you know, he is uh, essentially being absorbed into this tree. Um, okay. And uh, so he, uh, you know, he speaks a little bit more at length. And he he sort of does these slow nods that pull on on the bark that he's sort of uh, being sucked into. Uh, and he says, "I agree. You must save the mother tree. I may be able to help you." How? Has not been done in a long time, but there is a path from my chamber to the chamber where the mother's heart should be. And from there, you can enter the mine that Isbit stole the heart from. How do we open this path? He sort of turns his head and you see that um, up by his head, which is you know like a hundred feet up at this point, he, there is just above where you see there used to be uh, a walkway, but it's eroded and and fallen down as this tree has been collapsing, uh, and you see a dark tunnel leading upward into the tree. Oh shit! Okay. Um, weird question. Promise is kind of like absorbed into the tree. Uh, are Promise's hands absorbed into the tree? Like totally. Yeah, so um, his arms are the most absorbed because that's, you know, the first thing that he has braced against the tree um, is like, uh, you can see the front part of his chest, uh, the front part of his legs, um, his shoulders, and then uh, the front part of his head. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to do something that maybe, I don't know, stupid. I'm Before going we, to... What? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm as close to Promise as I can. I'm going to lay down Mooncarver. 
and say, a warrior should always be near his weapon. And just uh, lay down Moon Carver right there. Probably yeah, come back to uh, in the ass, but I'm going to do it. His eyes sort of light up. You know, he... Uh, he has this lethargic look, but you see uh, sort of like a, a spark of, of life there. And he goes, why, I haven't seen Mooncarver in I can't remember how long. Thank you for bringing this. And you see uh, you see part of the tree uh, sort of like slowly slither out and gradually uh, slowly pulls it back uh, and into the tree. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. And he says, "Go with my blessing, Coromith." I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna like wh- whatever you call that, like fist across the chest, gesture. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do a, a, a salute across the chest. Yep. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna head towards that opening. Uh, it is a hundred feet up. <laughs> oh yeah. I have to Still. climb up there. It's gonna levitate up there. <laughs> uh, well, I am. Let me do, let, let me take a quick check. Um, but I believe I am a cliff climbing champion. Um, so, <laughs> but I got if decent not, athletics. If not, I can cast spider climb on you. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I was the best cliff climber in the three village area. Uh, I can scale two hundred foot cliff in just forty eight seconds. So I'm gonna roll to scale this cliff. Uh, okay, uh, well, I mean, it's the inside of a tree, so it's not exactly a cliff. But you can roll that with right. Um You do have a bunch of frogs who, uh, I'm just going to tell you, are not great climbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got an idea. Oh, shit. So seven was the first. God, seven is second. Plus five, twelve. Okay, I'll make it not your fault. Uh, you you start wait, climbing. Wait, 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 wait. Can I roll a help action? What do you want to do to help? I want to shoot an arrow into the tree above him so that he can grab onto it as like a handhold. Like one arrow? I mean, like a couple arrows. I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how fast he's climbing. He's probably climbing really fast. I mean, it is it is a hundred feet, so uh, you know, take take the uh, how strong? usual rock walls around the Twin Cities and multiply it by two. That's how, how far he is to climb. How strong are these arrows, and how heavy is Cormeath? <laughs> That's what I want to know. That's a good question. How heavy well, is I'm Cormeath? pretty heavy. I'll get you how heavy I am. I am 310 pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> is there another thing you might want to try and do to help? <laughs> hey, it might be just enough. It might be just enough. Just give him bardic inspiration. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Grana, uh, roll a uh, roll a nature check with advantage. Ooh, nineteen plus two, twenty-one. Okay, nice roll. So, Grana, you. uh, you, uh, you know, you walked into this uh, huge chamber with everyone else. You see this this giant promies, but this whole time you feel something else too. It's like there is something singing in your soul and you feel uh you realize suddenly that this this is the center of the bog this is uh what has been calling out to you and you find that you have a lot more ease in uh navigating this this tree so if there's something you want to do in this tree uh anything let me know and i'll let you know if you can do it okay Grana, what do you, uh, you, you do have the option to give, uh, Cormeath some help as well. <laughs> uh, what did he roll on? <laughs> I rolled a 12 on athletics. Yeah. Um, I want to, like, shout out at him where the best handholds are. Like, put your hand there, put your foot there. That's okay, a good Cormeath, spot. go ahead and, and re-roll. Don't roll another seven or worse. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what about an eight? <laughs> I mean, you did say don't roll seven or worse, and I didn't. What I'll say is this mother tree has been uh, under this magical duress for a long time. Uh, This mine was not set up um, recently. It's been here for a little while. It's established. Uh, So this tree is is actively dying. Uh, Koromith, you're finding these handholds, and then this tree is just breaking and giving way as um, as this uh, black dead uh, wood just just falls off of the wall. Damn it. I've, I, like, I, I can only think of a single time I rolled an athletics check and it turned out well. I have <laughs> plus hell, five man? to athletics. Like I should I should be a fucking gymnast, dude. 
Like, honestly, like Simone Biles would bow to me. Like, should I mean, be. But instead a gymnast of rolling would eights, be acrobatics. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, fair. <laughs> but you should be an Olympian. But I've got I've got plus two on that as well. So <laughs> maybe not bowing to me, but I'm at least like third string to Simone Biles. Like, come on. But wow. god damn it, it's just never worked for me. Oh, sorry. I was like, god damn it. Can I try something? Say, yeah, go for it. Um, so I'm gonna, I'd like to like tie some rope to an arrow and try and shoot it like near the the door up there. And you, what's what's the range on that? 120 feet. Uh, give me an athletics check for that, I guess. An athletics check? Yeah, where'd David go? Shite. Well, I got a 15 plus zero. That's better than Coromis. I, I guess. Uh, yeah, you even you shoot up an arrow, uh, and you you are able to stick it um, stick it to the top of just above that uh, tunnel. But you, since it is just like an arrow, you are gonna have disadvantage on on still climbing up the wall because this is a, a big big ass rotting tree. What if I try and have Grana do it since since she's the lightest? Could I? I'm. Can I just straight up uh, cast Spider Climb on you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a better idea. Yeah, I don't have not, any. Not me. Give it to, give it to Koromith. I can't Koromith. climb with a dam. I'm about as athletic as a, Koromith. I don't know, lazy That ship's kind of sailed, dude. That ship's sailed. I mean, listen, Spider Climb just gives you the ability to essentially walk up the wall. Yeah. You wouldn't have to roll anything. All right. Yeah. I, I know um, I know Cormie's, uh ego has been bruised a little bit by failing to climb the tree, but <laughs> this might help. Hey, it's all right. Next time, I'm going to climb this tree faster than any of y'all can even think about it, so done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess um, I'll cast it on even then? Fine. I'll, uh, I'll go up. I guess I'll walk up the side of the tree then. Oh, hold on one sec. Grana, roll and... Uh, Arcana check. Seven plus four. Eleven. Okay. Nothing particularly interesting happens. Okay. Bum. <laughs> Even you were saying? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, walk up the, walk up the tree, and I'm gonna, can I do an investigation check at the top to look for something that I could, like, tie the rope that I shot up here onto to, uh, make it sturdy for everybody to climb up? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's see. Investigation is a plus three, so that's a nineteen. Nineteen? Yeah, you yeah. find. Um, you see that there's part of the wall that's eroded away, and there's just like a big, uh, a big chunk of wood that you could uh tie the rope around. Cool. I tie the rope onto that as securely as I can, and then I uh, I toss the end back down and, and call down to everybody. Uh, looks like it should be a pretty, uh, secure up here, so if everybody wants to try and, uh, uh, shimmy up here, we can maybe start moving, uh, up the tree a little further. All right, that's gonna be, uh, a DC-16 athletics check for everyone, um, who Lucky. isn't even. Bummer. All right, give me a moment. Um, I'm gonna roll a nine. I, I rolled a nine minus one, so eight. <laughs> I rolled a four plus five. I'm pretty fucking sick of this. A critical failure. God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna roll separately for um for Grandpa Gag. Hell yeah, dude! That's a fucking nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> He's what like not fuck? even looking so good. So He's upset. probably got like two hit points. I'm so upset. <laughs> he just scales oh. up this rope. Dude, he might have two hit points, but he's got infinite swag points. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. Geg, Geg looks so rough. You see, um, you see, he like takes another shot of whiskey. Uh, gain back, gains back one hit point. <laughs> hey, I'll say anything I get for Geg. And then just fucking like troops on up this rope like it's nobody's fucking business. Plus five athletics, and I roll a four. Jesus Christ. <laughs> At least he didn't roll a one, right? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Oh, man. Okay, so y'all y'all fall to the ground with an insufficient amount of ability to climb. Well, then I will... I want to wild shape into a giant owl. Okay. I can just fly up there. 
I'm so glad you finished that because I heard I want a wild shape into, and the way it started, I heard a the and then giant, and I was like, hang the fuck on. And then you said owl. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> Just had to say. Um, okay. Um, so you turn into a giant owl. A giant owl is a large beast. So you would be able to carry a, a medium-sized creature, which is everyone who's down there. Um, not all at once. <laughs> and, and not Cormeath, <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, nope, Cormeath is, is medium still. Okay. He's on the, he's on the cusp. Then, but, I, uh, I will, then I will definitely carry up Cormeath first. Okay. I'm not going to like it, but I'll take it. (laughs) I'm an owl, so I'll peck you if you argue about it, so. Uh, Geg says, who's next? I I guess I just go one by one. I've got, I can have like two hours in this wild shape, so. If everyone wants to go up, then I'll take them all up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we need them all. Um, These bullywogs are are not going to probably survive very well just well, I mean, no one's attacking in that uh, sanctuary that Promise is in, and some of them are, are kind of hurt, but, you know, they're not going to stay behind if you don't want them to. Yeah, I'll bring them all up. Okay. Since they can't climb a fucking rope. God. <laughs> Listen, we're frogs. <laughs> <laughs> also, Grandpa Gay, I think, has, like, done more than almost just about all of us combined. So, just saying. That's true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave y'all as a party and just have a story of just Grandpa Gag. <laughs> so, uh, you bring all of these holy ones up to the top, uh, and you you look up to see this uh, this long winding path up, uh, and I'm gonna say that's where we will end for today. Mm-hmm.